Hello and welcome to the final lineups preview of the Inedicated Rugby podcast for the Six Nations. I'm joined by Lucy Jones. Um, Luce, it's been sometimes painful tournament for Wales, sometimes promising, sometimes downright boring, <laughs> how critical. But we're finally, finally finishing with Italy and I think the most important thing here is that we see a good performance from Wales and particularly probably in attack. How How do you... Fancy Wales' ch- Wales's chances. Hopefully, yeah, we can finish the tournament off with a win, with a bonus point win. Um, I think that's what everyone's expecting. I think that's what everyone expects every time we play Italy. Um, like we have developed um, in particular areas, like you said, in attack. Maybe we need to develop a bit more now during this game. We need to finish this tournament on a high um, with four tries. Um, minimum, hopefully, and yeah, hopefully finish third. Um, I was going to say in the medal table then, <laughs> the Olympics um, in uh, in the table. Um, yeah. yeah, just to give ourselves some confidence now, building forward towards the summer, towards next year, um, a really important year. I I agree. I think I think that's a, an important thing for Wales. Um, you know. There is this theory that if you don't get a bonus point against Italy, that's that's a poor performance. But you know, Wales historically against Italy at home haven't been that successful. You know, I, you're looking back, ignoring um, twenty twenty where we won forty two nil. But you know, two years before that, thirty eight fourteen, Italy were in the game. Um, back in. 2015 as well you're looking at a really tight fixture in, in just before the world cup which was a 23-19 then got the 23-15 in 2014 even even in years where we've won the grand slam we only won 24-3 that year so wales wales especially against italy don't tend to always perform to their best at home and when you look at italy's performance last week against scotland where they were pretty pretty, pretty impressive to be to be fair i think bar a moment where there's an interception by Ali Price. If that if that doesn't go the length of the field and Scotland scored that try and it was a huge momentum swing in Scotland's favour, Italy looked on top at that moment in the game. How impressed were you by Italy last weekend? Yeah, there was a massive momentum swing, to be honest. And towards the end, they were on a high. They were scoring the points. Um, I was impressed, definitely. Especially... Um, particular moments, particular players as well. Yeah. Um, and we need to be careful. Um, our defence needs to be solid because they've got players now that young players as well. They've got they've got the confidence to um to make clean breaks to actually be able to beat our defenders and go for it because they've got nothing to lose. Yeah, and you know, in defence, they've been you know, <laughs> you know, without being too crass, they've had plenty of practice at defence. They've had to do a lot of defending this tournament, especially in the Ireland game. But they've been, you know, really passionate, really fighting for their cause, and you know, they they don't the, put the captain helps that his leadership, Exa- his leadership exactly, and they they don't put the you know the Welsh saying a fiddling at all. They don't put the <laughs> they don't put the violin. The roof doesn't really translate as well, but they don't give up as easily as possibly it, Italian sides of the past would do. And I think Wales need to respect that. And you know, looking exactly. looking at this team, 
there have been suggestions that Pivac has been a bit cavalier with his team selection this week. You know, lots lots of changes. Luce, do you want to run through the changes first? Yeah, so there's seven changes in all. Um, start with the forwards. Um, with a change of hooker, so Dewey Lake is starting. I think Elias has a bit of a niggle, doesn't he? So Bradley Roberts comes on, well, well hopefully, will make his debut the Six Nations off the bench. Um, Dylan Lewis is starting at Titad instead of Thomas Francis. Um, Alan Wynn it, um, makes a return to the second row for his 150th cap. We, I'm sure we'll come back to, um, to talk about him. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> and then onto the backs, Gareth Davis starts at nine. Um, I take it that's due to his performance for the Scarlets against Glasgow. Ooh, Glasgow. Um, against Glasgow a few weeks ago. Um, Halla Harlow makes a return. Again, his first um, cap during this Six Nations tournament. So he'll be playing at 12 alongside Owen Watkin. And then back three will include Josh, Josh Adams um, alongside Lewis Rosamit and McNichol at fullback. So yeah, you can just tell it's Pivac shows in the attacking team there. Yeah, and hopefully they will show um, some some attacking rugby this time. Yeah, he's he's picked some attacking players. I think you know the the big ones to mention in terms of attacking threat are probably McNichol and Lewis Rusamet. That's a statement yeah. of intent from Wales that they're prepared to attack from anywhere. Um, yeah. You know McNichol. You know I, I I talk a lot about McNichol and his and his offloads and how he seems to offload more in his own 22 than the opposition 22 sometimes. But he, he definitely wants to attack from everywhere, which will be a good thing for for Wales, I think. And then Lewis Rousamit coming back in, I think I can understand it. Um, yeah. I do feel for Cuthbert. And I think a lot of fans have been crying for Lewis Rousamit to come back in because he yeah. is, you know, the golden boy. And you know, in, in the wonder kid, as we'd call him, in, 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 in you know, if we were talking about a footballer or, or or German German football in particular, but it's it's a bit harsh on Cuthbert after his tournament. Do you do you agree with that, Lucy? Yeah, definitely, I do. Um, but I, actually, I think I would have put Lewis Rousseau to this game because I think it'll suit him more than a lot of the other games this tournament. Um, Cuthbert's definitely. It just cemented his place that he should be in this squad now. Um, that he is back. He's playing some of his best rugby. Maybe his... There's always talk about his defence. Yeah. But then um, Rizamit's defence isn't solid either. Um, but it'll obviously give Lewis a chance now. Um, and hopefully he can score tries because he hasn't been scoring tries for Wales over the last few games. And I think this will be the game for him. Um, but Cuthbert's had a brilliant tournament, um, especially the attack. And yeah, considering we are playing attacking rugby, well, hopefully we'll be playing attacking rugby on Saturday, you'd think Cuthbert will be then, maybe then, instead of Josh Adams. Yeah, well, I actually thought perhaps Pivac would go with the option of all, all three of them. And, yeah. you know... Let's let's discuss the the Adams the centre option because I did see someone on TikTok suggested Lewis Fusamid at twelve. Now I'm not going that far because I'm not um, 
I'm personally, I, I don't quite agree with that decision. But Josh Adams, the 13, they trialled it against Ireland, which away in Ireland was always likely to be Wales' hardest game of the tournament. So it was a, was a tough game for Adams to go in at 13 against a side that likes to keep ball and yeah. particularly likes to attack that 13 channel with the loops, etc. And then, you know, you could argue... The, the 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 moments Josh Adams particularly struggled during that game were after during his yellow card when he was off the pitch. That's where Ireland scored fourteen points. And you try it once in a tournament against our hardest game, and you don't bring it back in, which is quite a bizarre situation, Lucy. And I'd have thought if you are tempted to go with the Josh Adams at thirteen option, surely you probably try it against Italy. Yeah, you'd think. Well, they wanted to try it in the autumns, didn't they? Yeah, um, against, that he was injured. So against Fiji, which would have been a similar sort of situation. Yeah, and that's then fair enough. Um, I think we expected it against Ireland then, but yeah, like I think we've spoken off um, off pod about it before. But if you're going to trial something, don't just try it once. Yeah, especially like you just said against a tough team like Ireland with the likes of Aki, Ringrose, Henshaw in that. Um, in their centres. And Hume. Yeah. Let's not forget about Hume because I'm, I'm starting. Oh, yes. I'm starting to develop a man crush on Hume for for his quality. <laughs> he was so good against Cardiff the other week. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's bizarre, isn't it? I, I, it's yeah. strange and a lot. I, I really like Owen Watkin. I've said that previously, but Watkin is a lot of things. A potent attacking threat. He is not always. I I mm-hmm. quite often say that Watkin does have a trick, which is his step off the right peg, but it does sometimes appear to be his only trick. He can he can carry ball into contact also, but um, whereas Josh Adams is out and out gas and has decent ability to drop the ball onto his foot, you, I I'm surprised they haven't tried it in this game. Maybe we'll see it later in the in the second half, possibly. I I don't know if that's a consideration. Um, Let's move on. Yeah, considering to... Tompkins is on the bench, probably not. It's probably unlikely, would... yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah, unless you're moving bigger to fullback because you you haven't even got the option of bringing um, Gareth Anscombe on. Yeah. So it it does look unlikely. Um, let's talk about Halla Hollow. Um, look, I I was all for Halla Hollow at the start of the tournament <laughs> and seemed to have drifted massively off him. And it's it's not it's not quite that. I think. I think the strengths of Tompkins we've seen throughout the tournament have been his ability to play play the ball and be that second ball player for Wales. Um, and I think that's been crucial for the Welsh attack. And when he hasn't yes. been available, like we score against France, I think Wales have struggled. Yeah, yeah, they have. Um, I am I am surprised he's not starting. And considering Halahollow's um, form for Cardiff the other week against Ulster. Um, the thing is, we know Pivac is a big fan of Hollow Hollow. Um, I know he's back fit. He's going to be using him. Um, he's meant to be a big I, fan of Tompkins as well, though, so I don't know. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, for, yeah, for this game, I would have said Tompkins. Again, alongside Watkins, they need to build some sort of partnership. Yes. And I, I know I said this a few weeks ago. Um, this will be again the opportunity if you're not starting Josh Adams at 13 and you're starting Watkin. Well, why not play them together again? Um, in a way, I think maybe Halla Holler would have been made more of an impact off the bench more than Tompkins can. 
Well, <laughs> possibly. Um, you know, I know Tompkins made a huge impact off the bench two years ago, wasn't it? Against against Italy in that Six Nations, where he scored a try and created a couple of more. So, well, I don't know. I I I'm a bit surprised with it, but I can understand it. Um, can yeah. we go to fly half I, or, or should we leave fly half until we discuss Alan Wynn because okay. they are going hand in hand aren't they so so let's move on from yeah. fly half for the time being and let's go to scrum half <laughs> Gareth you mentioned it's probably due to his performance against Glasgow I don't think Hardy did anything wrong though against France unless you felt felt differently I thought you played well yeah. um, I like I just like he's a he's a quick player and I think that's what I want to see um, from a Welsh scrum half at the moment, because um, Gareth isn't always quick when he, when he comes to getting the ball out of a ruck. Stephen is a lot more sharp, I know that. I, I've always had the same feeling about Gareth, especially recently, is that Gareth's priorities as a scrum half aren't always the traditional element, which is... Let's use Aaron Smith as a prime example. Aaron Smith's first priority is getting to that ruck as quickly yeah. as possible and then getting the ball away. Gareth's first priority seems to be that supporting player on the inside yeah. and trying to... And that sometimes is um, hindering him at getting to that ruck as quickly as possible. Um, yeah, look, I, 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 can under, I, I can understand picking Gareth. I can understand Hardy. I... I I perhaps would suggest Wills could do with settling on a first and second choice scrum half. It seems like they've settled on Thomas's first choice. I think second I, I half. Thought, yeah, I thought Cardi was second choice, but obviously not. Yeah, it, it seems a bit up in the air that one. So, you know, yeah. fighting uh, competition for places is, is very good. And obviously now we've seen Roger Williams called up to the squad as well, due, just to cover in case. So. It's good to have those other options, and personally, I'd really like to see Rodri back in a Wales shirt, but that's a more of a, a personal I, I thing. I think he's only there because the Cardiff, the Scarlet's lads are stuck in South Africa. Well, not stuck this time, but they are playing in South Africa. Yeah, let's <laughs> well, we, we know um, Pivak's um, opinion then on Bruce Webb, so I think the, other, the only other option is Rodri Williams, unless, like you said, to go on Lloyd. Uh, yeah. Comes in to cover all all positions in the back. Well, yeah, I think it's a very valid option to be honest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's 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 move to pack then. Uh, back row, they've gone the same. I think you and I are both surprised at this possibly to go with the same yeah. back row because last week we could understand the choice of back row. It seemed a, a slightly more defensive back row uh, with the eyes of Seb to to sort out the line-out, which I thought he did a superb job. As mentioned previously, Navidi as well as a bigger man as a ball-carrying threat. This week, we thought we may see a more open game and, as a result, yeah. a probably more out-and-out open side flanker picked, such as Jack Morgan or, or Basham. That hasn't been selected. Are, are you surprised as well to, to not see either of them on the bench, even? Yeah. <laughs> that was the first thing when I saw the team shoot. Um, basically, the same, first thing I looked at to see if Jack or Basham were playing because this would be the perfect game for them um, to build experience, to um, start gelling with this kind of team and both of them under. You got Moriarty on the bench. Um, again, similarly to um, Farrington Navidi, he's, he's a bigger bloke there more for defence. Uh, I know he's powerful, but 
Yeah. I, I, of course I'm surprised Jack and Basham aren't there. I think he's there for his ball-carrying ability as well, but look, I, I just... <laughs> I, the, the bit that baffles me the most is, you know, you look at... And I've said this to you off-pod, and i probably said this on, on the pod as well, but Scarlett and the Pivac were strong, especially off turnover ball, and they relied on... The primary sources of those were Tyburn and Cubby. James Davis and you know in Tyburn you've got an extremely athletic second row come back row fine but in Cubby you've got one of the quickest sevens out there and and then you don't pick a seven where Wales have struggled for turnovers they've also struggled to get you know clean breaks and attacking rugby I, I, I just I it baffles me and Wales are struggling so much at getting turnovers defensively I I don't agree with Pivak's opinion that turnovers aren't as important in the game. And I've said that week in, week out now, and I'm going yeah. to say it again this week. So, yeah. I, I, I definitely agree with you there. But then you could argue this game, our turnovers are as important against Italy. Well, but I definitely agree our game plan it should be around that. I, I, I don't see why it isn't. You know, turnover ball is still... You know, Jiffy no says it. Jif, Jiffy says it week in, week out, and whether or not you agree with Jiffy, but you know he's watched a heck of a lot of rugby, and it's it's one of the easiest ways to attack is off to another ball, and the first yeah. thing you should be looking at is to attack, and even if you're not attacking, even if you're putting huge raking kicks downfield, well, got a guy like Lewis Samet, you know, hearing after it, defenses are going to be scared for their lives. Um, I yeah I I don't understand it. We'll move on because I've I've finished the rant. Uh, let's move to front row and then we'll tackle the the the, the centurions after. Um, Dylan Lewis coming in for Thomas Francis. Is it a case of this being a change that is a week too late? Do you think, Luce? Yeah. Um. If it, if it's a case of resting Thomas Francis, it's definitely a week too late. Um, again, it's, it's a good opportunity for all. It's a good opportunity for all these players to be starting. Um, but I think Dylan Lewis has been playing second fiddle to Thomas Francis for a while. Um, so this will be a game for him to step step up. Um, but yeah, to do with Thomas Francis. Yeah, uh, it's definitely a week to it, yeah. especially after um, all the conversations that have been happening um, on social media and on the TV. Yeah, agreed. Um, and then finally, Hooker, we you know you you mentioned it there. That apparently, there's a niggle for um, Ryan Elias. I think they said something like he's running on fumes at the moment. So if it was a World Cup final, perhaps he could play, but it's not a World Cup final. Um, I don't think that's disrespectful <laughs> to Italy. I think that's just the fact of the matter. The wheels are out of the tournament, so it it probably you know it doesn't matter at the end of the day as much. Um, let's go to the Centurions. Look, uh, Luce, I wouldn't have picked either of them, frankly, in an ideal world. Dan Bigger or Alan jones I personally would have liked to see Sheedy start. I would have also liked to have seen Will Rowlands and Adam Beard carrying on their partnership or perhaps Seb moving into that second row. Do you, do you think this is an utterly sentimental selection and nothing more than that? Bigger-wise, no. Yes or no. Um, I think for Bigger, he is the captain um, of the squad. I'm not surprised he's starting. Um, and again, he's captain. So, 
but then played attack if a game played an attacking sort of rugby, why bigger? <laughs> well yeah. <laughs> uh, Alwyn Jones, yeah, I think it is. Um had his hundred and fiftieth cap in front of a home crowd. Um, when he broke the record, he, his family weren't there uh, because he was still in lockdown. Um, so this will be just a massive um, moment for him and his family. Um, and against a team like Italy as well, they, we are expected to win. Um, so if we win, it would be an even bigger um, moment for him and his family. Yeah, I, I did see, though, um, on Twitter, I think you've seen this as well, Josh Gardner tweeted uh, that Alan Jones deserves his opportunity in the Sun, obviously, as you mentioned, didn't get that chance in against Scotland at home in, uh, I think it was Parker Scarlett back in 2020. But the Alan Jones curse, right? First cap, he loses away in Argentina. 50th cap was a loss away to England in a Rugby World Cup warm-up. 100th cap was a 39-21 loss away in New Zealand. His 200th Ospreys appearance was a 31-19 loss away to Leinster. Lost in his Welsh cap record game to New Zealand in the bronze match in the 2019 World Cup. Lost, as you mentioned, in Parker Scarlett as well against Scotland. Uh so yeah, it's not it's not exactly a glowing record call, and don't don't name the curse though. Don't name it the Halloween curse. Yeah, it, well, I, I'm I'm not you know I'm not that superstitious, despite what I've said previously on uh, on my ability to seem to call Wales games. But if if he is able to have that opportunity to play in front of the Wales fans and play in a game where Wales should win. It is a it is a testament to the guy, and he deserves that opportunity. To be fair, and you know we we mentioned you know this week with Marcello that Parise might have had that opportunity as well, and it would be great to see him. But how how monumental do you think this will be to to Alan Wynn and, and the Welsh fans? A massive. Um, the fact he has made the recovery so quickly, he wanted this moment. He wanted to come back. There's obviously talks before the tournament he might be back for the last game. But I don't think people expected it. Um, so when he was called up, um, he's fought hard. Um, and he's a, he's a very determined determined player. Um, and he, he's made it. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's a testament to the guy. And we saw last last summer on the Lions what his powers of recovery are insane. Um I think that tackles Wales. Let's let's look to Italy now. And and there's two changes for Italy from last week. Um Angie Capuozzo is in at fullback and he's moved Padovani to wing and then Fuse is in for Canone. I think let's tackle Capuozzo because what a debut he had with his two two tries against Scotland. Oh, yes, no fear going into this game. Um yeah, he's he's a skillful um, little player, isn't he? Yeah. Um, quick. He's he's quick. Um, and like I just say, he has no fear. He's got nothing to lose, and he's gonna. I think he might be a danger man. He's um on fire after his first, well, second half even. Yeah, and I really like the look of him. 
And I said to you, he's got he's rapid. He's absolutely rapid for a start. I don't think he's quicker than LRZ, but he is pretty quick. Um, he's got a decent step on him from what I've seen. Um, and I I said this to you as well. He reminds me a bit of Shane, not not necessarily the same. And it's an easy comparison. Obviously, he's five foot nine bloke, so it's an easy one to make. But it's not so much the size of him. It's probably more to do with the fact that he he seems to want to score tries. Yeah. And he's got that real desperation to, to be that man. You know, Shane would pop up at 10, 12, 13 for Wales if there was a sight of a try. You know, you see that try against Scotland, where he, the winning try in 2010. Yeah. Why on earth he's halfway in the middle of the pitch, I don't know. But that's the sort of thing you see with Capuotto. I think he, he will be on the shoulder of any breaks made, and that's what he's looking to do. Um, the other thing I will say, I had had a little scan of his biog on Grenoble rugby because I thought, you know, I don't know much about the guy. Let's, let's look into it. And Grenoble definitely needs to update this because according to this, that he is a French rugby player who plays as a scrum half. And all I've seen of him is playing fullback or wing. So maybe a little bit of updating. But that does, again, possibly hint to a Shane Williams-esque pass being, you know, Shane was third choice scrum half for Wales in 2003, wasn't he? So... Um, yeah, he was, yeah. You know, maybe the similarities don't end there. I I really like him as a rugby player. I think though Wales will definitely look to target him in the air, being five foot nine and playing fullback. You know, that's that's what you're gonna do. And and the other thing, I thought a couple of times defensively, he didn't look that great. No. Thing is, he's still young. He's got a lot to to learn. Yeah, um, he's, he's playing he's for a team. Twenty two now. I think he's twenty two. Currently, yeah. so yeah, definitely still young. Yeah, um, he's playing in a team that are in the second um, division. Then was the first division? No, it's second division. Pro de, pro de in France. Um, yeah, so he's not playing against um, the top quality teams week in week out. So he's still got a lot to learn, and like hopefully after this tournament. Um, when people will find out he's Italian, maybe as well. <laughs> well, um, Grenoble at the least, teams yeah. will want to sign him um, because I think he needs to develop um, and play for bigger teams rather than a second division team. Yeah, and, and we've seen a lot of players picked up through the lower mm. divisions of French rugby recently. Villiers, famously, boys like that. Um, uh, Demba Bamba as well. So lots of it's definitely a, a strong breeding ground and. You know, a lot of his tries, it's highlight reel, obviously, you, you watch it on YouTube, and I looked at that, and he's scoring tries against Pep Bignon, who are obviously top division side this year, so he's got definitely got talent, um, one guy that Wales will have to look out for, especially on those supporting lines. The other threat, Sluice, probably you're looking at guys that we've mentioned previously, Ioani is probably the main name to mention there. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's special. He really is. Um, he can find spaces out of nowhere. Again, he's quick. We've spoken about all this before, I know. Um, I think the pod this week we spoke about it. But um, I think everything about Italy is they've got nothing to lose. So he's going to go in um, and he's going to want to deliver. And yeah. he's going to want to score more tries for Italy. Um, he's only got two at the moment. And, well, sometimes we know um, Rhys defence isn't always solid, so 
um, if they are against um, each other, he he'll go for it and he probably would get through. Yeah. You know, he's a strong guy. I think he's been unlucky recently. The bounce of the ball hasn't quite gone his way. Um, we saw against Scotland, you know, if that ball sits up, I think it's actually Kapuotsu who puts the kick through, to be fair to him. And if that ball sits up to Ioani, he's in for all money, yeah. but the ball just doesn't sit up. Uh, but he's one guy you can't give space. And yeah. we mentioned, like we mentioned on the pod this week, that that's the best thing you can say about a winger is you can't afford to give him space because he will punish you and that's the yeah. threat with Yuani. Um another guy I want to mention, Halafihi at eight. He, I think he had I think he's made the most turnovers for Italy this tournament or joint top uh with Petinelli. I think he made a, a bunch of meters against yeah. Scotland as well. So Yeah, he, he made seventy three, so the second top um meters made and um he was joint top tackles um tackler as well and scotland with a 13 each there yeah so he's, uh, he's gonna be dangerous puts in a heck of a lot of work and yeah. especially in the outside channels he does like to, to to roam there and 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 if we give him space he's a powerful lad and he'll be dangerous does like to talk to referees as we saw last week um i did have a chat with someone about that and i think you know in fairness to him his bit Probably his English is slightly better than some of the Italians. Maybe he's taken at that responsibility, but maybe needs to tone it down a little bit. Last week was was talking a bit too much. Um, yeah, but I think a positive for us that is um, our opposition is to the Falata. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. G- good luck to him to to outshine Falata <laughs> the way he's playing the last couple of weeks. Um, last couple of mentions for Italy, probably you know. Everyone knows the ability that Garbisi has, but he's now got a half-back partner in Braley who performed very well against Scotland in the first 50 minutes, was getting them getting them on the go forward, moving moving quickly, getting to the rucks quickly, as we spoke previously. That's that's so crucial to to game speed. And Dele Fuschetti as well. You know, he's he's been a shining light for Italy this tournament, along with Federico Rutzen, a guy that I probably didn't know too much about before this tournament and have been hugely impressed with. I don't know if you feel the same, Luce. Yeah, I do. Um, and with our an experienced um, front row as well, it'll give them more of a chance in the scrum. Um, we don't really know how well we're going to perform right now in the scrum. Yeah. Um, they haven't started the game together yet. I know they've come off the bench, but staggered. Um, so it, that'll be interesting um, because... Yeah, it could be. I think I think Fischetti is scrummaging isn't the strongest, but he's brilliant around the park. So that'll be yeah. a threat. Another well, another turn of a threat for Wales, and we saw how crucial that was for France last week. Uh, in terms of where Wales can attack Italy, you know, Italy have missed the most tackles this Six Nations. I, were you looking for Wales to 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 take advantage? Is there anywhere in particular that you think Wales should? sort of be dominant? Um, I feel like going into the second half, we will tire them out. Um, I think we will... Um, well, they'll concede a lot more points during the second half. So I, I can imagine maybe the first half will be quite close. Um, they will be competitive. But then we'll start um, gaining points towards the end. Yeah, I think so. I think tap and goes could be crucial in doing that. In you know, we saw us do that against England to our own detriment. But I think doing that 
early on could be crucial. I'm surprised maybe Hardy isn't selected for that because he does love a tap and go, as we've seen regularly. Um, I think also we have traditionally got a lot of luck, well, not maybe a lot of luck, but a lot of joy by going to the back of the line-out and then attacking the back of the Italian line-out because historically they've defended with, say, Geraldini at the back of the line-out. I'm not 100% sure if Dewey Lake... Yeah. You know, do Wales trust Dewey Lake to go to the back of the line? Maybe that's why Seb has been selected to dominate the back of the line and maybe there's a plan there in place. But we saw in the second half against France when Dewey came on that Wales went a lot with front ball and perhaps for Wales to be successful in attack, they've got to go to the back of the line out a lot more. Um, yeah, I, I don't think we're going to do front ball the whole game. I really don't. Um, I, think I, crucial, we don't. <laughs> I, I think it's crucial we don't. I think it's crucial we don't, yeah. Yeah. But that that's a balance, isn't it? You know, Wales will go, will probably go back, will go middle ball probably initially and then go back ball and yeah. try and get as much back ball as possible in the line-out. But if Italy start disrupting that with the likes of Pettinelli, who's a decent line-out operator himself, then it's going to be difficult for Wales to target it and, and, and attack in that route. And then you're you're resulting to front ball and going off driving malls, which, you know, the Welsh mall has historically been successful, maybe not so much this Six Nations. But if Wales are going front ball, that's going to diminish the opportunity to unleash the backs and it's going to put a lot of pressure on Halla Holler to, to truck up ball, really. He's going to have to um, step up after the performance two weeks ago. He has no choice. He's studied for Wales. He can't perform like that again. Um, there's a reason why he's been chosen. Obviously, he's training well. Um, surely, he's going to have a good performance. Yeah. Um I think that covers everything for this game other than prediction then, Lou. So look I think you should go first and I think you should like um predict Wales win by like a hundred. Well I, I did say this, right? And I there's a couple of things. Look, I spent well, we spent quite a long but time, but especially myself, talking about how it was gonna rain two weeks uh, last week. It didn't end up raining during the game, but it rained yeah. pre kickoff. I've looked at the weather. It's meant to be good weather on Saturday. So it's stunning. And we'll all be sat inside watching rugby. <laughs> yeah, well it's meant to be good weather, but knowing <laughs> knowing the Welsh weather, therefore it's gonna pour down. Um no, I think I think it'll be good. Uh, if I'm honest, I suspect it'll be a tough one and Wales will just get through it. I've got something around the lines of 25-13 penciled in my head. I think that could be a likely prediction, although I'd love to see Wales string a bit more and get a bit of a more dominant scoreline. Luce, how do you feel about it? I feel like we need to finish this tournament on a high, um, and we know that. So I think being home as well, home advantage, we will put in a good performance. Um, so I think my prediction is going to be um, Wales 36, Italy 15. That's going to be mine, yeah. Quite a convincing win. Um, yeah. Let's look to some of the other games. Uh, I know a good friend of, well, a friend of the pod and a friend of mine, Craig Manson, is very glad to see a certain Blair Kinghorn appearing at 10 for Scotland out in Dublin. 
Uh, that suggests Scotland. Well, I don't know. Does does that mean Scotland are throwing the ball around more than if Finn wrestled in the ten? I'm not sure if it is, but it it shows how strong Blair Kinghorn's performances have been. You know, the the last couple of weeks, how brilliant he was for Edinburgh a couple of weeks ago against Connacht. Are you excited to see that uh, happen? It'd be interesting because Finn Russell's always they've been playing around Finn Russell. Um, for really the last few years, since the whole quarrel between him and Townsend, um, well, was recovered then. Um, so it's interesting, considering they're against Ireland as well, away. It's a big game. Um, again, they've, they're not going to be winning the championship, um, so they can experiment a bit more. It's a, it's a big game, this one. So they're really... I feel like they're going quite risky. Yeah, it, it, you know, we spoke about Josh Adams earlier. I think this is Scotland's hardest game of the Championship yeah. as well. And, it, you know, is that a bold call? Is it a brave call? Or is it a daft call? And I think the proof mm. will be in the pudding with that one. I, I'm personally quite excited to see Blair at 10. I think, you know, if we're honest with ourselves, as good as Hastings has been in parts, I don't think bar that period where Finn wasn't being selected for other matters. I don't think Finn has had a competition for 10. No, he hasn't. And I do like Blair. Um, I've seen him, obviously, play more as a fullback, and I've enjoyed watching him as a fullback. Um, but he's obviously, well, he's been playing well for Edinburgh in that 10 jersey. Um, they've chosen him. And it might work out for them. You don't know. <laughs> may well do um on the other side of the coin i think ireland have brought back conan which i think was inevitable i'm just gutted yeah. i didn't put him on my bench as super sub in fantasy because i thought he'd have a good game off the bench to score versus england um you've seen henderson come in obviously for james ryan who's unfortunately out due to concussion and you know i think a lot of people have said a lot of things on this but i think it's it's James Ryan's fifth concussion in something like a year and a half. You know, I, questions need to be asked on that one, whether he needs an extended yeah. rest. Um, I think the other change was Mark Mac Hansen coming back into the back three, which I know a lot of uh, a lot of the Rugby Connection boys are glad to see. So as, as hopefully he goes well in that game too. Um, Ireland obviously will be hoping that England can do them a favour in France. What have you made of the England team selection? It's a it's a bit of a surprising one there. Yeah, there's a few um non expected um choices then. Um so yeah, Will Stewart is starting ahead of Kyle Sinclair, which I think is a big call for England considering how dominant uh, um France is, uh, are with a scrum and, um, and how dominant England sin- were against against Ireland as well. You know, you think of how yeah. dominant they I think Sinclair took a head knock, so I think that's why he's yeah. being... Perhaps maybe hasn't taken that much time in training. So Yeah, true. But I still think Sinclair's a better quality um, player than any other type of England at the moment. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree to that. Um yeah. Definitely not. the The other calls, obviously, we've seen Ezekwe come back into the second row. Yeah, you happy? Well, I think it's much of a muchness to be honest. I don't rate yours, and I don't rate Ezekwe. I, I, I think it's six and one half a dozen of another. I think the the more 
the more surprising call is maybe that they didn't opt to bring laws into the second row. Yeah. Were you surprised to see that, especially considering that that uh, Don Brandt is left on the bench again? Yeah, well, I would have put Don Brandt on and, well, starting Don Brandt and Simmons in the back row, um, but I'm not Eddie Jones. So... <laughs> Uh, I think I a lot of people would be glad of that. <laughs> and then you've said a few times, Courtney Laws, you think he is another six. So, um, yeah, it's probably the right call, really. But at the moment, I feel like England's weakness is their strength and depth in the second row. Yeah. Yeah, I think we've said it several times that, yeah. well, I've certainly said it, that I don't rate any of the second rows bar at Toji, so... Um, yeah, I think they, they do need a, an element there. Sam Underhill, really glad to see him back, especially as an Ospreys yeah. fan, you know, great player at his best. I think his form at, at Bath has been a bit up and down, but it's a bit difficult to be brilliant at Bath considering how poor they were initially, although they've massively improved since, um, well, since the likes of Falatau and, and some of their injuries such as Underhill have come back into the fold. So... Hopefully he can show what he can do at seven because he, he is a brilliant operator when he's at his best. And then the other huge call, you know, they've brought Ben Youngs back in at scrum half to replace Harry Randall. But let's talk about the back three. Are you are you surprised to see two fullbacks essentially in the back three? That's obviously some sort of tactical kind of choice. Um, well, they've dropped Max Malins. I don't know if that's... Um, down to injury I have no idea I, they just completely dropped him I think Malin's you know Malin's has Malin's has his strengths Malin's has his weaknesses but I'm not you know I, 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 I don't think he's a winger personally I don't think Freddie Stewart is a winger I don't think he's got the gas but I did say to you before this that France I think have kicked the ball as much if not more than anyone else in the tournament despite being labelled as this free-flowing game because of their offloads, etc. Yeah. And if you're selecting Freddie Stewart, you are looking to dominate the air from the wing. They picked him with George Furbank, who is pretty good in the air as well. So that'll be the the element there. And yeah, I can see now Eddie Jones recently just said that uh, France are the highest kicking team in the world. So and then he doesn't think they're going to deviate from that too much. So definitely a lot of ball in the air time could be, could be an interesting one. Um, in terms of France, then on the, the other side, I think the only change is Demi and Peno in for Mofana, who I feel I feel sorry for Mofana, despite you know my questions on his hit legitimacy of his hit on Falatau, but he's been brilliant this tournament. But Peno and Villiers are special wingers and then they've gone with the 6-2 split again on the bench with Taufi Fanua coming back in and LaBelle dropping out it's gonna be a big big game and I, I can't stand it being called Le Crunch but are you, are you excited by that game to, to finish off the championship? Um, yeah of course I'm excited I do think it's gonna be a bit of an anticlimactic game <laughs> I think France are gonna run away with it I won't lie okay um I think just the passion, the fire they're going to have for that last game. They haven't won a Grand Slam in was it 12 years now. 2010 was the last time, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and they are so close. And they always messed it up. Um, but I think this year, they're not going to. I think this England team, they've got weaknesses. Um, maybe more weakness, weaknesses than they've had over the last few years. 
they're in a bit of a transition stage at the moment. They don't know who their first choice players are. They've got injuries. Um, Considering all that and how dominant France have been this tournament, um, I know there were moments maybe against Wales where we did see some weaknesses there. Um, The fact we probably should have won that game. Um, yeah. But the class of Villiers, Peno, um, them on the wings, their pack, so strong, so dominant. Um, yeah, I think France are going to beat England comfortably. I don't know. I, I think... I think. But then you are the master of what? predictions at the I, moment. I'm, I'm, I'm good at predicting Wales. I've not been very good anywhere else. But I think, <laughs> I think Wales are... Aside, you know, Eddie Jones has said it here that they're a, England are a completely different team to Wales, but there are areas that Wales did well in, and I think England may take what Wales did and try to use it as a blueprint, aka the kicking game, try and exploit them in the backfield. I still don't think Jamine is brilliant in the backfield. Um, I think that's an area England will look to target, especially with someone with a boot of Henry Slade at twelve could see him going for 50 20s uh, yeah. well 50 22s i had a jiffy freudian slip there but i think you could see things like that especially with the pack as well england will look to go toe to toe with with france i'm a little bit surprised england possibly haven't gone with the 6-2 split on the bench uh to match france up because you look at Possibly a guy in Alfie Barbary. I know a lot of England fans are screaming to see him back in, and that would have been good. And I'd have loved to see Jack Willis back in, but that wasn't to be, unfortunately, with him going back to Wasps. Um, but who do I see winning that one? I I do see France clinging on, but I think it'll be closer than some people fear it could be. I hope it'll be an open, expansive game, and France will score a lot of points. I fear yeah. it might be the opposite. And that's that's probably my my biggest fear for this weekend. Um, on, on the other hand, you know, Ireland, Scotland. I think that that that'll be a runaway. I really do. I think I think Ireland could give Scotland a shellacking. I've, as I've said to 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 Murray a couple of times, and I don't think he's appreciated it any time. Um, yeah, that think covers the preview for this week. Um, we will be doing a Sunday review. As as per, um, I think it's going to be later than normal. I think it's Sunday night. We will have at least one special guest with a, a good friend of mine, Andy Davis, possibly Dewey as well. So we're looking forward to that um, on Sunday. And cheers for listening and so long. Thank you.